Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Friday, September 30th, 2022. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability using hitter and pitcher projections I've created in order to make one money line or run line pick on every game that's played seven days a week though there are no Sunday shows. Please note that these probabilities assume normal starting lineups and are using rosters current as of the time of this recording. What will be shown on the banners are the thresholds for A or B grade place that you can make the best decisions possible based on the current odds and the books that you do business with. What we're here for today is to talk about key information on these games, give you some things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board before investing your hard-earned money. As I'm always saying, take what you like and leave the rest. As I go through these plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans, that is A, B, and C grades, to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. As always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Got like a solid week so far here, a nice little Thursday. Uh, everything's not wrapped up quite yet, but as long as the late games hold on, it should be a nice little day, nice little week here, wrapping up our full last full week of the regular season. Got some games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week here. Still Major League Baseball games to profit on here, and hopefully that's what we'll be able to do uh, this weekend. Got a lot of things I like for your Friday here, but before we get to that, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Also, check out Horse Racing Today if you like to play the ponies. You can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. They've got a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias. They can identify the links for their YouTube show and website are in the description. And lastly, a reminder, we started up a Patreon page. For those of you looking to support the show, membership starts at just $3 per month. You can get things like exclusive access to the play of the day, our Discord chat, ad-free shows, early access to the shows, and early access to projected spreads. Lots of goodies there. If you're interested, the link for that Patreon is in the crawler right down there. Otherwise, we've got two day games here on this Friday. One of them was scheduled to be a doubleheader Saturday. They're moving that doubleheader up to Friday because of rain. It's expected from Hurricane Ian coming up to um, the Northeast. So they're doing a doubleheader here for the Phillies and Nationals. 105 Eastern will be game one. It'll be Bailey Falter and Eric Fetty for this one. Two below average pitchers. Falter at least close to average. 421 ERA. Advanced metrics say mid fours. Uh, Fetty, 534 ERA. And the underlying metrics say maybe it shouldn't be quite that bad, but not a great pitcher. Uh, the Phillies have an edge here. A starting pitcher, a small one. They have an edge to bullpen and they have an edge in the offense, but They've really been struggling as of late. You know, them and the Brewers now battling for that last wild card spot. So it should be a real interesting last week of the season. And some of these games that they should have been able to take advantage of and, and cruise right into the playoffs. Uh, Weather wise, for this one, will be around 60 degrees for most of this game. And the winds will be blowing in 
at 10 to 15 miles an hour. So I don't really love the starting pitchers on here, but I do really like going under 8.5. I've locked that in. I recommend going under 8.5. I recommend going under 8. If that's out there as well, hopefully you get better odds at that. But sideline says this should be 7.5. It's my favorite play on this one as of right now. As, again, the pitchers aren't that exciting, but the Nats bullpen is among the worst. Their offense isn't great. The Phillies offense has kind of disappeared. Um you know, their relievers are solid. I think eight and a half is too many runs for a chilly day and wind blowing in hard. It's going to be not impossible, but not easy to drive this ball out of the ballpark. So I played this under eight and a half. With regards to the side, I don't have a play right now. Right now it's priced really well. As you can see on screen, I'm really looking for a price at least minus 164 or better for the Phillies. The current price I'm seeing on them is minus 174. For the Nats, I'm really looking for a price of one, plus 170 or better. The current price I'm seeing on them is plus 160. So both prices are a full dime away from where I think it really makes sense to play them. So for right now, I'm going to pass. I'm going to wait until closer to game time and see if an angle opens up. Check Twitter, check the Google Sheet. I'll update. I will make a pick on this game, but if it's not very good, then it'll just be a C grade pick. Uh, but there's some opportunity here. If the Phillies take on a lot of money, I can see the Nats on the run line making a lot of sense here, especially with me expecting a lower number of runs. It just depends on where the odds go right now. Right now, the run line is about minus 115, which isn't great. Um, it's, it, you know, for a home team with the, with the plus one average, it's not great. Uh, so it, it, it'd be an okay play, but it's, it's, I'm just not dying to make it right now. I really just like this under when I get the under eight and a half. Uh, it's even money right now, uh, which is, uh, again, a great investment. And again, a pick on the side will be coming on this one later on. The other day game, 220 Eastern, Reds at the Cubs. It'll be around 60 degrees for this one as well. Winds will also be blowing in, but more in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. So that does actually matter in Wrigley. Uh, you know, if we're getting up close to 10 miles an hour, it's going to help the pitchers out a lot on this one. Graham Ashcraft and Adrian Seams. And Ashcraft's a guy that, that the model has really liked uh, for the back half of this season, really. 418 ERA and the advanced metrics say should be a little bit under four. So he gets a 93 grade from the model. Adrian Sampson, a 323 ERA. The underlying metrics say probably not that good. He's definitely better than he was. Talked about him a lot this season. I'm comfortable backing him because he's not the disaster he was previously. But to some extent, you know, you do have to wonder if he's being priced now as if he's good. And I think he's just merely kind of average. It's a 107 grade from the model. I just don't think that 323 ERA is sustainable. I think he's average to below average. I think the Reds have a starting pitcher edge in this one. Obviously, their offense isn't as good at this point, but their relievers are better than the Cubs relievers, who are just a disaster for the most part. This is the kind of coin toss game with the Cubs being favored, in my opinion, according to sideline, because of the home field advantage, but really not much more than that. The current price of the Reds is plus 133. As you can see on screen, that would be good enough for an A-grade play. I want to take a look at the total and the run line for this one before I lock in a play. But as of right now, plus 133 on the Reds is the current price. That would be an A-grade play. So I really like the Reds. You just got to figure out money line, run line. Run line price isn't out yet because of the wind being such a big deal and the weather being a big deal in Wrigley. Talk about the lot. No total yet either. Sideline says 6.8 on this one. I'd probably go under seven. I'd really like to go under seven and a half. Six and a half is just a stay away for me personally. Uh, obviously, of course, it depends on the odds. You know, seven at like minus 125, probably not as exciting, right? So seven, maybe go under depending on the odds. Seven and a half, I'd be going under as well. Um, but again, I'd like the Reds at this current price, just trying to figure out money line, run line, want to split your wager. That maybe makes some sense. A lot of it's just personal preference. I don't think there's any matched anything here. Although I will just say, 
Cubs, when they win a lot of times, they win by one or two runs. So that plus one and a half on the Reds looks really enticing. Even they're going to have to lay a little bit of odds for it. It seems fairly just really likely to hit. Um, but of course you are laying some odds and the Cubs might win by two, right? So it's, it's, there's, there's no locks in gambling, right? Um, but, but I think the Reds on the side here, I, I think they got the better starting pitching and they got the better relief pitching. And so I just don't like the, the price that the Cubs are being offered. And I think they're slightly more likely to win, but again, plus 133 on the Reds is a really positive expected value play in the long run. And just because we're at the end of the season doesn't mean we still don't want to take a long run view of this because we got to finish the good behaviors that we've taken all season long. So that game, 705 Eastern, first pitch, Orioles at the Yankees. Obviously, everyone will have their eyes on Aaron Judge on this one. Uh, Weather-wise, to see if he can hit another home run. We're going to be in the low 60s, so not really getting a much boost from the temperature. And the winds will be blowing in 5 to 8 miles an hour. So he's going to have to hit one really well to hit a home run. It's not going to be really conducive uh, to scoring runs. That's part of the reason why I'm on the under 8.5. Sideline says 7.8. So I'm officially recommending this under Two very average pitchers in Jordan Lyles and Domingo Harmon. Model rates them both just over 100. Again, 100 is average, lowers better. Um, Lyles, 455 ERA, advanced metrics say that's pretty accurate. Harmon, 330 ERA, but the underlying metrics say it should be in the mid fours like Lyles is. So I don't really think either one of these pitchers is very good. Yankees should be favored because their offense is a lot better than the Orioles. But reliever-wise, it's probably a wash. Most sets of relievers are solid. Uh, really, it's just the Yankees' offense is what is more likely to carry them to a victory in this one. I just think they're priced way too steep. It's Orioles or pass on this one, kind of like in the previous one, it's Reds or pass, just based off the prices you can see on screen. You know, minus 150 may be an acceptable play for the Yankees, but the current price I'm seeing is minus 181. That's just way too steep. Neither one of these teams really has much to play for. They're both going to try to go out and win, but neither one has really any incentive over the other one. Um, plus 166 on the Orioles. Um, it's the current price, and as you can see, that meets the qualifications for an A grade, but uh, these are the types of plays that over the last couple of years, and especially this year, have been much more profitable on the run line because these mid-level favored type games have been a higher likelihood of ending in one, uh, a one-run game, um, just higher percentage every single year now the last several years. So I'm going to go on the run line on the Orioles rather than the money line, uh, a little bit less risk. It's minus 135 at that plus one. Half. It's an A grade play on the Orioles. I love the Orioles here. If you want to take a stab on the money line, I think that makes sense, but I'm just going to play it safe on the run line. Uh, road team run line. Makes a lot more sense just because we, uh, you know, if, it, if it's tight late, it's gonna be harder for the Yankees to win by more than one run. Not impossible, of course, but harder. So I'm on the Orioles run line, a grade play, but a, but a small investment on the money line, not crazy here because the price is really good. And like I said, I like that under eight and a half as sideline projects this to be 7.8. Game two of the doubleheader in Washington. Right now, no line out on this one as the starting pitchers aren't confirmed. We're projecting Noah Syndergaard and Patrick Corbin. Syndergaard, a better pitcher on the better side of average than Corbin, as we always talk about with Corbin. Terrible results, terrible ERA. Underlying metrics say not good, but not as bad as this. Is a pitcher I don't really have a problem backing. He's been quasi-profitable over the last couple of months simply because of the fact that the prices have been pretty outrageous for him. So we've been backing him on the run lines, the plus one and a half, so even some of the money lines. This teams have won a handful of the starts enough to be a reasonable investment because he's being priced like he's the worst pitcher in baseball. And just because he has 19 losses, he's not the worst pitcher in baseball. He, you know, he gets a 105 grade from the model. So it's, it's, it's not good, but it's not terrible. Um, he's just 
out there a lot and throws a lot and is pretty mediocre. The Phillies should hit him around. Um, but again, like we talked about earlier with the Phillies, they should be hitting a lot of guys around and they just aren't. So hard to say what will happen here. Sideline says it should be Phillies minus 169 if it is these two pitchers. Again, everything's about the price. Those price grades needed are listed there on the banners for you. They're also in the sheet, so you can just check that out and see what prices you've got and see what qualifies. If there's a starting pitcher change, I'll update, obviously, the price on this and the price needed. Sideline says the total on this one should be 6.9 as it's going to be still around the lower 60s in this one. Interesting scenario here because the rain might be coming in at night. And so this night game may have problems. It may not even be completed. So um, just keep in mind that run line wagers and total wagers are all going to be most of the time going to be pushes for most sports books. If they don't play a full nine money lines graded, if the game is official. So if you're looking for a total or a run line type thing, maybe you look first five. I'm just not sure this game finishes based off the rain coming in. I, you never know with hurricanes exactly what it'll, what the system will do. By the time you watch this, you may have a better idea, right? I'm recording this here on Thursday night, uh, so we don't exactly know. But if that rain starts coming through, there's a good chance it just rains the whole night uh, up there in Washington. Interesting enough, it's projected to get warmer as the game goes along into the 10 and 11 o'clock hour because of the, the storm coming through and bringing warmer air into the area. So that was a neat uh, little side effect there. But the problem is if it gets warmer, it's going to be rain. And they, they're either going to be playing through a nasty drizzle, which which they might, because the Phillies need to get this game in, you know, trying to get to 162. You know, if this was, if this was Nats and, you know, the Reds, they would just say we don't have to play this right but they do want to get this game in so uh, that'll make for a real interesting game too so just keep that in mind when you're making your wagers about this game maybe an official game after six and they may move on they may try to get it all in who really knows there's just a lot of question marks with it wind will be blowing pretty strongly in on this one again 10 to 15 miles an hour so that's why sideline says 6.9 does not expect a lot of runs if you're playing in the rain it's just gonna be a cold nasty wet don't expect a lot of runs even though both of these pitchers can give up runs. It's not the weather environment for that to happen. That's again, if it is a full game, we're projecting about seven runs. 707 Eastern first pitch Red Sox at the Blue Jays, projecting the roof to be closed in Toronto. So it'll make nice playing conditions there. Nick Pavetta and Alec Manoa is what we're projecting. There's no line out on this one yet, as that's not an officially confirmed matchup. If it is, Pavetta rates exactly average 448 ERA on the season, underlying metrics say. Maybe a tad better than that, but, you know, pretty average. Uh, Manoa, though, of course, fantastic. It's an 82 grade from the model. That's pretty good. You know, that top tier in the 70s, he's at 82 knocking on the door there. 231 ERA, fantastic results. Advanced metrics say due for a little bit of regression here. It's probably not quite that good. Of course, the Red Sox offense still above average, so can do some damage, and they hit a friendly ballpark. So I do expect Manoa to give up some runs here, of course, but he's still a much better pitcher than Pavetta, of course. Um, Blue Jays offense better than the Red Sox offense and their relievers are just average. That's better than the Red Sox relievers. The Blue Jays have an edge everywhere across the board here. They're the home team sideline says it should be Blue Jays minus 187. So as you can see on screen, if we're in the minus 170s, that's a pretty solid play on the Blue Jays and the minus 160s would be an A grade for the Red Sox really looking at plus 200 needing somewhere around that to be excited about it. And one I probably would just take a stab on the money line with if that's the price we're seeing, just because I'm expecting a lot of runs here. You can see on screen their sideline says 9.1 runs. So I'm expecting a lot of runs means that plus one and a half, not really as enticing, uh, given that it could easily be 
you know, a six to four type ball game. So if I'm on the Red Sox, I'm probably taking the money line, but I would need a really high price. Otherwise, I think the Jays would be the side to look at here. Hopefully, like I said, we can get them in the minus 160s. That'd be the exciting price for them. Again, assuming it is these two pitchers. You bet coming later once we actually have uh, odds out on this one. 17 Eastern first pitch Royals at the Guardians. Guardians just keep getting it done for us. I mean, you know, I think I tweeted something about this, you know, uh, not the hero we deserve, but the heroes we need right there in Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to back them again here. You know, uh, the price I'm seeing right now is minus 125. You can see on screen that's a fantastic play. Uh, Sideline says it should be minus 158. So anything better than minus 140 would be an A-grade play, and they're priced at minus 125. Brady Singer is fantastic. I've been singing his praises all year. Backed him all year. You know, backed him you know, famously against the Dodgers when they were plus – you know, 200 or something, and he got an easy winner by himself. He can control this game, absolutely. But when you look at this matchup, Brady Singer and Aaron Savali, the underlying metrics of these two pitchers, they aren't that far apart. Now, the ERAs are, but again, ERA is not the most predictive measure. Savali's a solid pitcher, and, and Singer's good. But, he, you know, just to comparison, the guy we just talked about, Alec Manoa, Singer gets an 86 grade. He's, he's good. That's a full standard deviation below average or better than average. Um, but he, you know, he's still not into that, into the seventies, even good pitcher, but he's the only thing the Royals offer here. Otherwise this guardians team is really good. I think Savali can keep the guardians in this game. That's really all I need is just to hang in there, you know, be two to two in the seventh inning. And then I love the guardians at this price being the home team with the better bullpen and the better offense I'm all over Cleveland yet again. Again, I know senior is good, but he's the only great thing in this game for the Royals. Sideline says 6.5 for the total. I'm going to go under 7 here as well. Odds are minus 105 right now, so it's a pretty good price. Um, we might get to 7, but we have that push protection there. But I just think 6.5 is the better total for this one. And Savali, I think, is pretty good. And Singer, like I said, is a good pitcher. I don't think the Guardians are going to score 7 runs off of him. If he does, that's good for the Guardians' play. <laughs> that doesn't seem like the most likely thing. The most likely way the Guardians win this game is something like, you know, 4-2, to 4-3, to 3-2, something like that. So I like the Guardians here. These prices are fantastic. I'm also going under 7. As again, the weather sets up for the under 2. We're talking low 60s for this one for the entirety of this game. And the wind's blowing in from right field at around 10 miles an hour. So another good under spot here for us there in Cleveland. 17 Eastern first pitch, Twins at the Tigers. Will be low 60s to start this one, mid 50s to close. So really getting chilly by the end of the night. Winds be blowing across, so no real wind effect on this one. The stadium in Detroit situated like completely opposite of other parks, so it always has different. Whatever the wind patterns are in most ballparks in the country, it's always opposite in Detroit. It seems like are always just different. Uh, Joe Ryan and Tyler Alexander in this one. Joe Ryan's a much better pitcher than Tyler Alexander, uh, according to the model. He's got to beat by a full run in ERA and the advanced metrics say. That's pretty fair. Neither one of these guys is actually as good as their ERA, but Joe Ryan's still the better pitcher here. 96 grade versus Tyler Alexander getting a 115. Twins offense light years ahead of the Tigers offense. The Twins didn't get it done for us here in the day on Thursday, but they hung in there and they tied the White Sox if they have an outfitter who can catch a ball. So they're still playing hard now that they've kind of gotten over their little funk of we're sad we're not going to make the playoffs. They're the much better team here. Their relievers are better better starting pitcher. I think they can get it done for us. I think this price is way too low. Sideline says it should be Twins minus 191. So anything better than minus 171. It's an A-grade play. 
Right now, the current price I'm seeing is minus 141. So I'm locking that in. I'm running with the window to lock that price in. It's a fantastic one for the Twins to be such short favorites. I know they're on the road. They're just a much better team and have edges across the board here in this one. Total is 7.5. Side length is 7.9. And the odds on this over 7.5 are actually plus 105, which indicates that if you're shopping around or by the time you watch this, the total may actually be down to 7. And you have to lay some odds in that. And those are roughly equivalent. If you're laying, you know, minus 115 or minus 120 or something like that for over seven, more or less pretty equivalent to the over seven and a half plus 105. It's all personal preference there. There's one book to lock in my place. I'm not trying to shop. I'm not trying to show profits because I can shop around. I want you to get profits because you can shop around. I'm not trying to do that. So I've only got one option. So I'm taking the over seven and a half at plus 105. I think that's a good play. I also like the over seven, even if it's juiced. Sideline says the total should be eight. Not great weather, but also the best pitcher in this game being Joe Ryan is barely better than average. The Twins should score a lot of runs on Tyler Alexander in this game. And we've seen in recent days, the Twins, you know, game goes over on Thursday, game goes over on Wednesday. They're still an offensive-minded ball club. They can get some runs. So I'm going over 7.5 plus odds on this one, along with a Twins A grade play. The price right now, just way too good to pass up. 720 Eastern. A game we should all be having our eyeballs on. Division race, fantastic. Also, these two pitchers, my goodness, this should be a dandy of a ball game. Jacob DeGrom and Max Freed, two of the best pitchers in baseball. Obviously, DeGrom, the best. Max Freed throwing his name in the ring for second best pitcher. Uh, all season, sideline is just jostled around who the second to 10th best pitchers are. There's a handful of them. And Max Freed's been one of those guys in that spot. Should be a great pitching matchup and benefiting the Braves. Matt's offense not as good against left-handed left-handers as they're very left-handed and switch hitter heavy. So that's advantage Max Freed in that regard. Obviously, anytime Jacob Degrom's on the mound, it's advantage Jacob Degrom because that guy is insanely good. Weather-wise, no rain from the hurricane. It's staying further to the east. Thankfully, the winds will be blowing out at ten to fifteen miles an hour. So we're getting some winds from that system potentially, but no rain from it. Thankfully. Weather-wise, should be nice, low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. If the wind was blowing in, I would be going hard under on this one. But that wind going out, some routine fly balls are actually going to be home runs here. So this is not a total I'm playing. So I think it says 6.4, the total is 6.5. I'm not touching this under. It's too low of a total for wind blowing out, a couple home runs, and all of a sudden this game, this total is cooked. So I think it's a stay away at six and a half. I go under at seven, but it, just because that push protection, because seven is such a such a common score, uh, final score for baseball games. So I go under seven at six and a half. It's a, and I go under seven at regular odds. I wouldn't go under seven at like minus one forty or something ridiculous like that. I mean, under seven at like minus one ten, minus one fifteen, maybe minus one twenty. Sure. Otherwise, at six and a half, to stay away. Wind blowing out, too scared. But these pitchers are really good. There's a reason this total is so low. Sideline says 6.4. I'm back in the Braves, though, in this one. I already talked about it. The Braves' offense against the righty is better than the Mets' offense against the lefty. And that basically balances out how much better DeGrom is than Freed. DeGrom's better than Freed by about the same amount that I like the Braves' offense against the righty more than the Mets' offense against the lefty. That cancels. These bullpens are both fantastic. Two of the top, probably three bullpens in the league, with the Guardians being the other one up there. Uh, really, to me, this boils down to I'm giving Braves home field advantage. That's about it. 
Uh, model says Braves minus 119. I think that's basically home foot advantage. And so based off of that, A grade play would be on the Braves at minus 107 or better. The current price of the Braves is plus 109. I'm grabbing those plus odds every day of the week here. This is a coin toss game, slight edge to the Braves given the location. It'll be a playoff atmosphere. Whatever you can cap out of, of home foot advantage will happen here in this one. Plus 109 is a fantastic price on the Braves. Even money is a fantastic price on the Braves. You can look run line. The price I was seeing was like minus 170. Not a bad play. We're not expecting a lot of runs. We're expecting a tight ball game. It's just it's just a, a long stretch from minus 170 to plus 109. So I'm just going to stick the money line and say, I think the Braves can win this game. Give me plus odds. But if you want to split your bet, you want to play run that, I think that's pretty reasonable too. It's just the odds are just really steep. And they're, they're not steep because we're not expecting a lot of runs. But... Like I said, given the wind blowing out, somebody winning by two or three wouldn't surprise me. And I don't really know who it'll be. And that's the point of, I like the Braves at plus 109 because if I don't know who's going to win, give me plus 109, right? Uh, and like I said, slight edge to the home team here. So home team plus 109. Both these pitchers are fantastic, but somebody is very likely to give up a couple home runs because of this wind. And that'll decide the ball game. So give me those plus odds every day of the week there. 810 Eastern Marlins getting it done for us here. A team I mentioned 24 hours ago continues to play hard, beating the Brewers with the late comeback on a grand slam. The Brewers and Phillies, you know, backing into the playoffs. And, and I just want to get this out there now. There is, I think I mentioned this, there's no data that indicates if you're playing well going into the playoffs that you do well. There's no data that indicates if you're playing poorly going into the playoffs that you do poorly. There's no correlations whatsoever we've looked at this this is an open and shut case it's very easy to analyze it's been done and done and done so that they're playing poorly doesn't mean they won't do well in the playoffs it's more likely they won't do well in the playoffs because these are very flawed teams and flawed teams tend to not do well in the playoffs that's what we're seeing from both the brewers and the phillies here they'll turn to their ace in this one corbin burns the sad thing for them is they're gonna have to face an ace in sandy alconser a guy who's almost assuredly going to win the cy young two fantastic pitchers projecting the roof to be closed on this one and given the brewers mediocre offense and the marlins lack of an offense check out the sideline projection on this total 5.4 i'm going under six and a half i'd go under six on this one Five is the most likely outcome. These pitchers are fantastic. They're going to go deep in this game. This is what we signed up for when you want to watch a pitcher's duel. This is it. And the hitters are going to make it look even easier than it actually is because these are good hitters. So you got an all or nothing offense in the Brewers against a guy like Alcantara. I see a lot of strikeouts happening. Maybe they hit a home run or two, but I don't see them getting to this total by themselves. Marlins off against Corbin Burns. Probably not going to do much either. Maybe they get to the bullpen. This is a three to two type game, very similar to what we saw here on Thursday night. To grab that under six and a half, I would go under six if that's what you're looking at as well, at that push protection on the six. And I'm going to grab the Marlins plus one and a half, just like I did on Thursday on the run line at plus one and a half. It's minus 155. It's a B grade play for me there. Odds are too steep for an A grade, but I do think the Marlins can hang in there, have a chance to win this. I like them more so on the run line than the money line simply because by projecting fewer runs, that means that I that we are getting more value on the plus one and a half 
than the odds makers realize because they think there's more runs. So when they do the translation for that, they are thinking that more runs means it's more likely that uh, the Brewers win by a bigger amount, right? But, but but we're thinking that's not true. So that difference in opinion is where we get a little bit more of an edge on the run there. So I specifically like the Marlins run line in this one. I think it's going to be a tight ball game. I think somebody wins by one. Somebody could win by two. That's why every play could lose. That's why it's only minus 155. It's not like we're laying minus 500 and it could lose, right? It's, it's minus 155. Sure, that could lose. But I think there's a really good chance somebody wins by one. A low-scoring game. There's a little bit of value here in this run line play. So it's a big great pick for me on the run line on the Marlins. And again, taking under six and a half. Eight and Eastern Rays and the Astros. Drew Rasmussen versus Fromber Valdez. Fromber was just announced very recently. So no line on this one yet, but should be a very good pitcher's duel. Fromber Valdez, top five for the Cy Young and the AL, having a fantastic season. Finally lost his streak of quality starts. Not the quality starts means a whole lot. Just an indication of how all season long, how good he's been. I remember from the very first, uh, one of the first episodes, because of Jeremy's on, we were talking to Astros fans about Fromber Valdez, that when you get good Fromber, you got a good Fromber. When you get bad Fromber, it's a pretty bad Fromber. And for the most part, it's been good Fromber all season long. Last start was the exception. You expect him to get back to it here. He's been so good all season long. Most of last year and the year before as well. He's really establishing himself as one of the better lefties in the game. 269 ERA, underlying metrics say right around three makes sense for him. Drew Rasmussen, the guy kind of constantly talking about, always undervalued, a really good pitcher, 285 ERA. Advanced metrics say mid to low threes for him. Two good pitchers here, two good bullpens here. Ray's offense, kind of mediocre. Astros offense, good, but right now I'm projecting Alvarez to be 50-50. Just don't have any idea if he's going to play or not based off of him exiting uh, two nights ago with an injury. So just not sure about him. Right now with him being 50-50, sidelines has Astros minus 153. So anything better than minus 150 is an Astros play. Anything better than minus 140 is an A-grade Astros play. And for the Reds, anything in the mid to upper plus 150s is a play. But once you get to plus 170, that would be an A-grade play. If I'm playing the Reds, the Rays, though, I'm playing them on the run line. Sideline says 6.9 runs. They're the road team. I think there's a lot of value there if you're backing the Rays. If you're doing it on the one line, if I'm on the Astros, I'm on the money line. just depends on the price. I'll make a pick on this one later on. I'll post to Twitter and update the sheet as always. 8.15 Eastern, first pitch, Pirates at the Cardinals. Mid-60s to start, around 60 degrees to close. Winds will be blowing in at about 5 to 7 miles an hour. Johan Oviedo versus Jack Flaherty. Both of these guys are below average according to the model. Oviedo's having a solid season. Hasn't gone a lot of length yet as they're working him in to be a starter. So it seems the underlying metrics say his ERA should be around 4. But, I mean, he's got some potential optimism that he's had some decent results. There's some things to look at with some positive Flaherty. Has some things for positives because of years past, he's been one of the more solid pitchers in the National League. Uh, injuries have just killed him, of course. I think this is his third time now trying to stick uh, healthily this season. 29 innings on the season, a 497 ERA, and the advanced metrics say it shouldn't even be that good. So, you know, some optimism because, you know, in the last couple outings here on this most recent time, he's, he's had some good moments. Uh, but it, you're cautious. Oviedo, just a guy who's not going to go deep at this point. It doesn't doesn't seem like with that Pirates bullpen behind him. That's a little cause for concern. The underlying metrics a little bit shaky on him. So two pitchers that are a little bit of concern, but 
when you get past that, of course, it's all Cardinals. Their bullpen's respectable. The Pirates isn't. Cardinals offense, good. Pirates offense, not terrible, but not good. Uh, sideline says this should be Cardinals minus 211. I'm going to take the Cardinals at minus 193. That's a B-grade play, as you can see on screen. Really need to get into the minus 180s for an A-grade play. So almost there. If you can find a minus 180s, that would be A-grade caliber for me. I right, the Cardinals here. I think that they get this done. I like that Flaherty has the potential uh, to find it. And that's obviously what he's looking to do heading into the playoffs here and, and, and establish himself and say he deserves to be part of that playoff roster. So he's going to be fighting as hard as he can. Not to say that Oviedo and the other guys won't, but I just I know that I'm getting a good effort here uh, from Flaherty. So I like that. Again, minus 193 right now is a B-grade play. If you can get the minus 180s, though, that would be an A-grade. And I'm also going to take the under 7.5. A sideline says 7.1. I talked about the question, the question surrounding the pitchers, but you have wind blowing in, chillier nights. Uh, you know, a, not a good Pirates offense. As long as the Cardinals don't score eight runs themselves or seven runs themselves, we got a good shot at this under. Sideline says we should expect seven runs, so that makes under seven and a half a solid investment. Also, of course, talk about Bush Stadium being a pitcher-friendly ballpark. That's, of course, something to note as well. To the late games, 9.38 Eastern first pitch. Rangers at the Angels. It'll be mid 70s, mid to low 70s to start, mid 60s to finish on this one. Once we blowing out, but dying down as the night goes along. Glenn Otto and Tucker David said, I've got two below average grades for these two guys. Otto, a 473 ERA, and the underlying metrics say it should be in the five, low fives. Tucker David said a 680 ERA, and the advanced metrics say it should be in the upper fives. Not a lot of good starting pitching here. Uh, not a lot of good relief pitching here. The difference in this game, of course, beyond the fact that the game is located in Anaheim, is the fact that the Rangers offense now, uh, current roster, rates slightly below average, and the Angels offense actually rates above average. This is the type of Angels offense that they won a little season long. Now, of course, their starting pitching is still terrible, and the relievers are still terrible, but but this offense here rates solidly better than the Rangers offense. We've kind of seen over the last month they've been playing better. So I've got the Angels offense is a lot better. And at home is why sideline says it should be Angels minus 129. Basically here, that's 56%. So again, just some rough math. You could say we started off at 53% because the Angels, but the Angels offense being better and the Rangers giving three more percent. That's how you get to 56%. So it's, it's a number that makes sense, just logically speaking. As you can see on screen there, if we can get minus 116 or better, that's an A-grade play on the Angels, minus 126 or better. Still worth an investment. For the Rangers, we're looking for some solid plus odds, plus 132 for a B grade plus 143 or better for an A grade. And the sideline total, this one's 9.8. Again, below average pitching. Start below average pitching in relief. Rangers offense still about average. Angels offense above average. Should be a lot of runs in this one. Weather's not too bad. So again, sideline says this total should be about 10. So again, once we have information on this one out, a pick will be made on Twitter and the sheet. 9.40 Eastern, first pitch A's at the Mariners, projecting the roof to be closed here. So nice weather. Uh, once we get the roof closed in Seattle, otherwise the weather doesn't look as hot. Uh, Kid Waldachuk versus Logan Gilbert is what we're projecting on this one. Another one where there's no line out as the starting pitchers haven't been confirmed just yet. Waldachuk, 7.15 ERA on the seas, and now the underlying metrics do say it should be in around five. Obviously, he's not nearly as good as Logan Gilbert, 3.29 ERA. 
in the advanced metrics, that's pretty solid. There's a reason why one guy gets an 88 grade and the other a 108 grade. So obviously the Mariners have a pretty big edge there, edge in the bullpen, edge of the bats. Mariners struggling as of late, having times where the offense looks lost, times where the relievers who've been such a strong point all season look lost. There's a reason why the reliever grades for so long, the Mariners were graded as one of the top five bullpens um, you know, top three bullpens even at times here, according to the model. But now they're slipping a little bit, still good, but just not looking nearly as strong as they had at once at one point. Um, still a very good team, just not quite the magic that we had there riding the Mariners really for the entirety of July and August, it seemed. I think the Mariners still win this one, though. Sidelines so should be minus 231. So really, I'm hoping for minus 200 on the Mariners. That's a, pick, a, a number that gets me really excited. Unfortunately, I'm not sure we'll see that, but as long as the low minus 200s, I'd be okay playing them. For the A's, really, it's about plus 250s about my buy point where I need to, to, to think they're worth it. Uh, they occasionally play well and sometimes, you know, win a game, but you have nights, you know, kind of like here on Thursday where they um, don't show up. And part of that is, you know, facing Shohei Otani, but part of it is also they're going to face Logan Gilbert tomorrow, who's, you know, not as good, but not that much worse. I mean, Logan Gilbert's pretty dang good pitcher himself in that Mariners bullpen combined could shut them out. So I need pretty high price uh, to back the A's. Maybe you look at them on the run line or an alternate run line, a plus two and a half sideline projects seven runs in this one. So it doesn't expect a lot of runs, which makes a plus one and a half plus two and a half, maybe a little bit more valuable. Uh, but again, I'm really just hoping for like minus 200 of the Mariners. That would be an exciting play if we could get that. And again, I'll make an official pick on that one later on. White Sox and the Padres, 940 Eastern. A White Sox team that finally snapped their long losing skid. They'll place, face a Padres team who's probably in the playoffs at this point, but does want to continue to win and finish this up here over their last uh, six games or so of the season. Around 70 degrees for most of this game. Wind's blowing in a little bit or across. Uh, not too much of an effect there. Davis Martin versus you, Darvish. Um, Darvish, you got to talk about a lot this season, having a fantastic season. Uh, gets an 82 grade again, knocking on the door of those 70s. We talk about the really elite pitchers in the game. 305 ERA on the season. Underlying metrics lag that a little bit, but but not by too much. Uh, Davis Martin 386 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the mid to high, or the the mid to low four. So very average pitcher at best for the White Sox and Davis Martin, and a good one for uh, for the Padres with Hugh Darvish. Massive edge there uh, to the starting to to the Padres uh, with regards to the starting pitcher. Uh, offensively, the White Sox offense is just very average. Padres offense still pretty good. Um, relievers, White Sox relievers a little bit better. Uh, Padres relievers still rate okay. They scare me personally watching them, but they still rate out okay. Uh, I'm going to grab the Padres here, though, at minus 190. As you can see on screen, Model wants minus 189 for an A grade, but I'm going to fudge a little bit. And minus 190, I'm going to go ahead and give it an A grade as well. So if you're seeing minus 190, that gets my okay for an A grade, even though Model wants one cent cheaper. I don't think there's much difference in that one cent. I like the Padres here. We know that they want to win this game. The White Sox traveling across the country, really bad travel spot for them. And that's included in the model. The fact that they played uh, today, uh, depending on why you're watching this Thursday, would have played the day before this and, and, and flying across the country here. Uh, as opposed to having an off day there, really matters. It's just a bad travel spot for them. Padres are at home, you know, after playing the night before, but just a normal home game for them. So bad travel spot for the White Sox. I like the Padres in the spot. I like back at Darvish. They really want to get this win here and solidify their playoff spot. Minus 190 is a decent price. A great play for me on them. Uh, total on this one is 7.5. Sideline says 7.6. 
so it's a pass for me there on the total. I think it's priced pretty well. It's at 10 Eastern, start time for the Rockies and the Dodgers. On 70 degrees in course for this, or in LA, excuse me, for this one, a mid-60s to finish. Winds will be blowing out, but only around five miles an hour and dying down to less than that as the night goes along. Uh, two very different starting pitchers here in Chad Kuehl and Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Kuehl, below average, 554 ERA. It's a little inflated because of pitching most of his games in Coors, but still not a very good pitcher. Kershaw, on the other hand, of course, having another fantastic season, another guy who kind of defies the age and injury process, still comes back, just keeps chucking. 242 ERA and the underlying metrics say that's not that inaccurate. It's pretty spot on for him. It's a 75 grade. Talk about once you get to that mid 70s, you're talking about elite level. Kershaw's definitely been that. Was a little skeptical. Models a little skeptical on him coming into the season, but he's continued just to prove all the naysayers wrong, continuing to look good. Sideline says this should be Dodgers minus 342. That's a heck of a number. And no, I'm actually dinging the Dodgers a little bit here. Knowing that they're playing the night before in San Diego, traveling home, this would be a decent spot to give a guy or two a night off. So I'm kind of projecting that maybe they have one hitter out, two hitters out. Give it the Dodgers a little bit of ding for that. Sidelight still says minus 342. This Rockies team is not good. They are not good on the road. The Dodgers are good and at home. I mean, it, 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 the bullpens, it's a massive mismatch. It's the offense, it's a massive mismatch. The, the Rockies facing a lefty at least benefits them a little bit more because they're they're really right-handed heavy, but they're facing Clayton Kershaw. Like It can't help that much when you're facing a guy that good. Now, look, the Rockies can win this game, absolutely. There's no locks in gambling, and there's no locks in baseball. We see weird things happen all the time, but the Dodgers should be massive favorites in this one. So no lineup yet, uh, but you know if we can get a price, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but if we can get a price that starts with a two on the Dodgers, it's an A great play. I can't believe I just said that, but that's 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 where we're at now. I mean, the Dodgers should win this game. So I like the Dodgers as long as the number starts with a two. My buy point on the Rockies is at least plus three fifty. Really looking for plus four hundred. If it's plus 400, you got to play the Rockies because baseball's weird, right? And, and the payout is just you can't pass it up. But just depends on what the odds are. I don't know where the odds makers are going to set this one. It's a really it's, – it's a tough job if you're an odds maker on this one because the price is going to get so far out there into this weird land that you don't see a lot of times for baseball games. And you're going to have different groups of people doing different things. It's going to be a weird one um, in my opinion. So it'll be, I'll be really curious to see where this number is, but there's the prices on screen and in this Google sheet as to what the model says would be a good buy point. Again, I'm digging the Dodgers a little bit, expecting not a full lineup, but I still think they should be massive favorites in this one. And sideline says total is 7.4. Expects the Dodgers to score and the Rockies not. I mean, we're kind of it's kind of projecting a like five to two-ish, six to two-ish, five to three-ish type game here, um, which I think would be a score none of us would be surprised at. So we got official picks on that one coming later. Diamondbacks and Giants will wrap us up 10-15 Eastern. I'm a little nervous on the starting pitchers on this one because I do believe I saw a line and then it disappeared, but then I couldn't find any information. So I'm wondering if one of these two pitchers is getting scratched, uh, but I could not find anything about it. As at the time of this recording, it's scheduled to be Merrill Kelly and Alex Cobb. Maybe the next three minutes will be a complete waste. If it is those guys, two pitchers we talked about a lot, I love both of these guys. Love to back them. I think they're both underrated. Can't say enough good things about them both. Um, Cobb has been a guy I've been preaching all season is better than those early season bad luck results. Uh, underlying metrics, he has the area should be in the upper twos. Uh, but Merrill Kelly's been a moneymaker as well. Two guys I really like. Uh, 
not sure if one of those will get scratched. Uh, otherwise, though, I mean, two bullpens I don't trust whatsoever. Um, offensively, the Diamondbacks offense, below average, but not terrible. A little left-handed heavy, which benefits them facing a righty if it is Alex Cobb. Uh, Giants offense, above average. So, I mean, two offenses that, you know, are okay, but against two really good pitchers, side down would project a total of 6.6 in this one. As of course, you're expecting another chilling night in San Francisco. So not expecting a lot of runs. One, if we could get a total, if it is these two pitchers in a total of seven, I'd love going under that seven, love going under seven and a half. You know, if you can get something like that, would be even better. Uh, but six and a half would be a pass for me if that's what we see in sidelines as Giants minus 134. Uh, so a short number on the Giants would be a, an exciting price. And if I was with the Diamondbacks, I probably would just be on the run line expecting a close game and saying somebody probably wins by one. And I will take a chance that uh, the Diamondbacks don't get blown out given how good of a pitcher Merrill Kelly is. And that's all of the games for Friday. And I'm missing a lot of games. So just a reminder, I will add those picks to Twitter and the Google sheet when we get lines on them. If there's any updates to pitchers, et cetera, all the sheet will be updated. So that's your go-to spot for that. Uh, as of now, I've got several A-grade plays I'll recap for you again at the current prices. Again, that doesn't mean there's not plays that you can't get as A-grade plays uh, based off the prices when you're watching this and where you're shopping, but things that I like as an A-grade based off the prices I locked in. Hopefully, you can still get these. Orioles on the run line, plus one and a half at the Yankees at minus 135. Guardians, minus 125 at home against the Royals. Twins, minus 141 at the Tigers. Braves plus 109 at home against the Mets and the Padres minus 190 at home against the White Sox. And that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out that website if you haven't yet. Reminder, it's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll see you again in 24 hours for more Major League Baseball betting content. Don't forget to catch all the college football content. If you haven't yet, three action-packed episodes where we cover all the games for Week 5. As always, as we head into this weekend, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your any money.